0: o'clock hour bobby's fist pumping i guess he chooses when to fist pump today this is my hour eight o'clock every day because rj choppy went home sick after the first 30 minutes so all the best to ralph getting better i'm sean Sharif. We got peyton and Rai Rai in the back we're live on the fan cam twitch and youtube thank you for turning it on leaving it on adam schefter Wait, who sent me this let me give props to the tolo oh this is from kevin gray thanks to kg Tolo baby adam schefter It's not the first time and likely won't be the last. Carolina and Indianapolis discussed prominent offensive coaching roles with ESPN analyst Dan Orlovsky before he opted to remain at the network. Ha! Man, that eye roll just almost took you into the hallway right there with your head going backwards. So Carolina and Indy discussing uh, offensive coaching role with Dan Orlovsky who was apparently talking with Jeff Saturday before Saturday got replaced in Indy. So wait, is this like, is this with Steichen discussing it with Orlovsky? Or was this with Saturday? And was this Frank Reich discussing it or Steve Wilkes? Carolina and Indy discussed prominent roles with Orlovsky. Is this a past report? I don't know. Or a current one.
1: I don't know. It is funny to me that the two organizations that were talking about him with it were uh, the organization that is is led by a a notice, a notable party boy who hired Jeff Saturday and then the other organization that's been accused of being racist. So, like, I mean, that's I guess that's not a surprise that those would be two that go. Yeah, let's bring Dan Woloski in.
0: I don't know how you managed to try and tie that together with the Arizona one, but but I did it, didn't I? (laughs) you tried to? Okay. Who is Kyrie Irving? Let's try to get to the bottom of this with a profile piece that you found the other day. Mavs against Denver tonight, the number one seed
1: in the West, who are favored by six. Yeah, this was a a piece over at the, uh, by the way, are you a fan of the term piece? Like an article, like like calling it a piece. I've got a friend who he hates it. He's like, quit referring to it as a piece. Just call it an article. It doesn't get me worked up. So this is in uh, New York Magazine, and the headline was, What was Kyrie Irving thinking? He arrived in Brooklyn, a bona fide weirdo. He left for Dallas on even stranger terms. And this was written by Simon Van Zylen Wood. Three names? Yeah, that sounds like an author that Kyrie Irving would recommend, to be honest. Uh, so it, it leads off. It's basically trying to track down the day. It, it talks about the days leading up to... The controversy in October, uh, with the anti Semitic uh, link that he shared, and leading up to that, and then also trying to go back into his past in Cleveland a little bit to figure out where things changed. And so it was last fall on September 11th, and Kyrie was spending the day playing video games, he was spending hours on Twitch, which I thought he would be like above. I thought I. That seems like him, doesn't it? Though? No,
0: I think he. I, I would
1: think he'd be above playing video games. I oh, think like that's, mind, that's mindless.
0: Yeah, that's mindless. Like he,
1: he apparently he does like so he's playing Two K a bunch, and apparently he just uses it as a place to sit there and talk with his his fans because his fans are the ones who go in there. And nine eleven is obviously a a notable date for suspicious thinkers, as the article says. But same in with two- Sean O'Hara, NFL Network. In two thousand one, it is it was a A really scary day for Kyrie Irving where his dad was a financier, former basketball player, and he was on an escalator beneath the World Trade Center and he had to fight his way through a jam at the revolving doors to get out in time. And so Kyrie Irving is like nine years old at school. His mother already died, uh, as Kyrie has said, of a drug overdose. Um, There's no official word on that, but Kyrie has always said that it was a drug overdose. And so at nine years old, he was wondering if he even had parents, like if he was an orphan. Wow. And so early and again, on. fair
0: or not, this always clicks in my mind. I'm like, okay, if something's wrong with someone, what's the parent situation? Like, if you watched the Kanye? Did you ever watch the Kanye Netflix documentary? No, I did not. You're missing out. Peyton, did you ever watch it? Uh, no, I All didn't. right, well, screw you too. I will watch it. Kanye lost his mother, and it seemed like, it seemed like everything took a turn after that. So yeah. when I read this in this Kyrie article, I was like, okay, like, mom, mom was gone, right? His stepmother represents him as an agent.
1: Yeah, and he had, he had talked about that in that Twitch chat, he was getting very reflective on the day and had told everybody, he said, look, your life is worth living. He told those struggling with loss to seek help, and and he kept referring to them as his tribe and his family and thanking them for providing him a safe space to speak and called it their shared journey. So, he's already a little bit of a different cat, but like this speaks to your conversation about the media and his reservations with the media that like he feels like I got to take my own like the the own coverage of me into my own hands and like this is where I can dive in. I can talk to people who respect me and aren't looking for clickbait, aren't looking for a story. They just want to hear what I'm I'm into and and what I think about things. And in the stream while he promised not to give up his day job, uh he talked about the possibility of a new career playing video games professionally, in which he could just commune in quietude with his digital followers. Uh, he had apparently mused before about buying a rural two hundred acre plot where he could live and farm with friends and family where they needed where what they needed would be obtainable from quote a wooden store and a teammate apparently by the
0: people who are love farms. Odor, give me horses in my contract, Sean Alexander at the Super Bowl. I don't want to mess with Yeah, livestock. but Kyrie,
1: like, off the grid, on a farm, everything on its own. Yeah. And with that wooden store. Got a, uh,
0: what, what, uh, I, have, I have a friend whose father-in-law has, like, the—and he's so rich, the father-in-law. And he's got, like, the underground bunker for doomsday. Oh, yeah. He's got millions of dollars. He's got gold down there. He's got, you know, uh, uh, spaceship food. Whatever's in the packets. Damn. Uh, all that stuff. And that that to me, like Kyrie would be prepping for that, I would think.
1: And so as he talked about this, and uh, I guess one of his teammates had heard him like posit this before and was so telling him like, Are you familiar with Jonestown and like how that ended and what you sound like right now, dude? Like this sounds weird what you're describing. But he ended out switching off the game. He was playing a little bit longer, and this is where I think you get a good idea of his mindset is he told the guy he told the listeners on the Twitch, he said, I'm built to lead a tribe. Yes, I'm going to be one of the greatest basketball players ever to do it. That's cemented. But I'm also going to be remembered as having a great community. I'm going to impact way more people when I'm done playing basketball than I will playing it. And that's that's in line, I think, with what we've seen from Kyrie Irving is he does view himself as... I want to say... like I Bigger say, than basketball? Yeah, I wanted to say profit. Profit's not the right word. But, but I do think he views himself as... A leader of people, like like a, a a spiritual beacon of sorts. Yes. And when you listen to some of the discussions that he has here, uh, it's, it's clear that that's where it comes from. His contract was set to expire. Apparently, where things really turned sideways, obviously, was the anti-Semitic thing. But he had come back. They were playing well. Everything had been smoothed over. They were one of the best teams in the NBA after Steve Nash was fired. Yeah. But because of everything that had happened, management was resisting the idea of the contract extension. Which they should have been, which is
0: the right move. They, they
1: absolutely should have. Just like Dallas needs to really consider what they're doing uh, before they sign up for this. But apparently that was just insulting to Kyrie Irving, and that's why he wanted out. It's not like he had just given up on Brooklyn. Yeah. He wanted to go somewhere else. It came down to where's the respect? I thought we were past this, and you're holding stuff against me that is no longer relevant. And. Yeah. They've got the quote here from his first press conference as a Maverick that we talked about where he said, I want to be where I'm celebrated, not just tolerated. And they said a source close to Irving parsed the breakup in similarly emo terms, comparing the Nets to a friend who might use you to get ahead in their career rather than a, quote, ride or die to whom, quote, you can tell your deepest, darkest secrets. So a ton of this for Kyrie Irving, it seems, is about loyalty.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Be loyal to me. And it's amazing. I've had nothing but positive impressions of Joe Psy in Brooklyn. Looking back on it, I think he over-punished Kyrie uh, for the, uh, the Jewish story. The amount of hoops that they made him jump through. But otherwise, I'm like, man, Joe Sy seems like, yeah, he got petty with not taking the Lakers deal. But James Harden coming out the other day and saying, see, I'm not crazy. Look what happened. It's management. Kyrie is trash management. Well, part of the reason Durant got dealt out of there is because they felt an obligation. and still a loyalty to Kevin Durant. Uh, because of the way he uh, conducted himself as a professional. So this is Kyrie and Harden trying to trash the Nets and saying
1: it's just a bad organization when I I've had I've had the opposite feel. I've had the opposite viewpoint. I know I I I'll disagree with you on the front of just I, I think he I think the hoops they made him jump through were necessary because he had just been so dug in on like just say no. You wouldn't have had to have jumped through the hoops if you just said no early on when they said, Are you anti Semitic? Just say no. Just like, like uh, you know. Yeah.
0: He's one of these T.O. guys. He can never, like, we put in behind the scenes. It's never going to happen. But we put in an interview request with the Mavs for Kyrie. Maybe, you know, in a one-on-one situation, he'd be more likely to do it. What would you want to ask him? Like, what, what would be your top three questions? I, I would like to ask where, where he feels he's the most misunderstood. Yeah. I would like to ask... Do you have over the past two or three years any major regret? Is there something you're really sorry for? Because I don't think he's really sorry for the anti-Semitic story. He proved that when he took down the tweet uh, the other day. And my guess is, and I hate people like this, no regrets. Led me here today. I, have, I hate no regret people. I want to. I, 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 I just. I, I got. I, I. They think that you know it's some proud stick my chest out. No, he just got. me. Of course you should have a regret. Of course
1: you have regrets, but I think Kyrie would answer zero, none. He's too proud. He's too stubborn. I'd like to ask him, like, obviously things ended poorly in Brooklyn. Things ended poorly in Boston. Uh, You've been here for, let's say we get him next week or something. You've been here two weeks. Does the Like, how is this first two weeks different from the first two weeks in Brooklyn and Boston where you thought it was going to go great? Like, like, is there something tangibly different or something that you can point to and say, this is a different culture, this is a different way that it operates than I'm used to?
0: I'd also like to know, like, where is your basketball legacy on the hierarchy of importance? Like, you want to rack up rings? Like, is it truly, like, that important? Or is it about spreading knowledge and... You know, enlightening people.
1: It doesn't seem to, I mean, just the fact that he said there, he said, my impact will be greater when I'm off the basketball court. That seems to be what's important to him, which that's, I'm not saying it has to be like, you know, well, Kyrie has to, this has to be his whole world. No, it it doesn't. This this has to be Kyrie's entire flat earth. Like this is the the game of basketball. (laughs) But I, I do think that, you you want that if you're going to make that investment, though, is you want somebody who's bought into that. But yeah, they talk about in early 2017 is when it really started to turn. because This that's is when, the
0: profile where?
1: Uh, it's from New York Magazine. On Kyrie Irving. Yes, and this came out on Monday. Well, I'll tweet a link to it. You guys can see it on my Twitter. Um, but in early 2017, when Channing Frye and Richard Jefferson started the Road Trippin' podcast, which became wildly successful, it's a podcast they would record on the team playing when they were flying. And Kyrie regularly jumped in over there and... It, as the New York Magazine describes, provided a wider world with an unfiltered window into his free associative mind. He riffed on the possibility of a faked moon landing, noted the JFK murder took place just days before he tried to quote end the bank cartel, uh, recommended a book by uh, Bhagwan Shri Rajneesh, who would gain notoriety as an alleged cult leader via the Netflix documentary Wild Wild Country, and most famously, he posited that the Earth might be flat. As one NBA agent put it, did you ever grow up with a guy in high school who smoked a ton of weed, who is constantly thinking about S all the time? That's Kyrie.
0: Yeah. So I'll be honest. Like, whenever Kyrie or, like, Kanye speaks, yes, my first alarm, it goes off. I'm like, they're crazy. They're cuckoo. But I – He's not dumb. I do – that's where I'm going. I admit to, like, a little bit of insecurity about, like, my own intelligence because on one hand I say these guys are, belong in the loony bin – On the other hand, I'm like, they are definitely more well-read. They know more. They have more knowledge than I do. Like, it's clear. Now, whether they're believing in the right or wrong thing is different, but I feel like Kanye and Kyrie do take the time to, like, learn about a bunch of different stuff. And I'm like, are they just... Is the language that they're speaking in just a different psycho language? Or are they just so intelligent that they're speaking in sentences and words that I cannot comprehend. I have that self-doubt when I listen to Kyrie Irving and Kanye talk. I'm like, are they just, like, on another level above us in terms of their thought process I, and I, their – you know what I mean? I
1: think Kyrie's very smart, and I think that's why some of the things that he said, like some of the stuff he was pushing with the the anti-Semitism stuff, I think that's why it was a problem. Yeah. Is because you are smart, and you are a, a good communicator, and it's dangerous to communicate these ideas. And so I think that that was the – the crux of that. But in 2017, when he's doing that podcast, he apparently has a very tight circle. And this tight circle of guys who are a little bit off beat is where he really started to develop some of this stuff and where he had started thinking about different things with the moon landing and, and everything like that. And when the flat earth thing came up, uh, Kyrie was saying, you know, that uh, we we this is something that we have to ask, you know, and and are we sure that it's constitutionally round and that teammates were starting to think, OK, this is he really means this. He's not playing around. And so uh, we run out of time here. But really quickly, he did say uh, that one of the things they talked about was winning in Cleveland opened up a void. And he said years later, it was like climbing up one of the tallest mountains in the world, winning a championship. But then you feel empty after that. He had gotten really frustrated with the Cavaliers and wanted his own team, wanted to lead things his ways, which we talked about him. He leads a tribe. So after that, he won it out of Cleveland. We've seen how things have fallen apart since then. And the final line here that I think is, is really good is if Irving is a once in a generation talent on the court, he's also deeply uh, skeptical or he's deeply of his generation off it, fed by algorithms drawn to conspiracy, distrustful of a machine, even as it makes him rich, more alienated alienated than ever.
0: So there it is, the Kyrie profile piece as the Mavs look to get their first win with Kyrie and Luka together tonight against the number one seed in the West. Cannot wait for that. Can this get you to watch more baseball with spring training starting? And Bobby thinks this will get your kid Into hockey as the stars had another 3 2 loss last night. That's next with Sean and Bobby, 1053 The Fan. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only
1: at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.